This is the Opening Market Podcast on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network for this Tuesday, February the 20th. In for Mark Magnuson, I'm Dustin Huffman. We're on the phone right now with Joe Camp of Comstock Investments. And Joe, coming back off this three-day weekend now, looking at the grains a little higher to start on the overnight. Uh, what are we seeing heading into this Tuesday? Right, some overnight strength here, in part just getting out of last week, the sell-off having maybe been exhausted temporarily. We know just how short these hedge funds have gotten, uh, holding just near, at least in the last report, probably past that now, a record net short position in the corn market. The technicals all point lower here, but you get also to a level which looks oversold by a lot of measures. And again, as mentioned, getting out of last week, that Ag Outlook Forum, having that out of the way, following what was a week before that, a bearish crop report, you've got all of this USDA data pointing to big supplies, maybe the high water mark in terms of uh, supply-side numbers going forward, like we can often see with those big trend line yields or even the acres estimates subject to change quite considerably from here. Uh, but some relief that those numbers are out of the way and that we've got uh, an approach towards the end of this month. We're going to start to think a lot more about the mechanics of these March uh, futures going into delivery soon here on the 29th will be first notice day. Before that, on Friday this week will be options expiration for the March grain. So, so far some strength. We'll see if it holds as we go forward here into this short holiday week. And, you know, you mentioned acreage, you know, obviously planting has not gone yet, and so acreage changes could be happening. I mean, do you see with any of those numbers that we could see a large shift in any intentions before we get going? Yeah, what was really interesting about the Ag Outlook Forum acreage projections was what they did was simply go back to where they had first projected them last season, and uh, we could see that as an example of just how drastically they can change because uh, corn ended up, uh, you know, three and a half million, uh, 3.6 million acres higher than it was. Soybeans down 3.9 million from that March uh, or from that February outlook estimate. So it's a moving target here. We know prices and spring weather ultimately are going to dictate some of those shifting uh, decisions from the farmer here coming up. Our next look at the acreage, of course, will be next month. At the end of the month, the March Perspective Plannings Report, eventually all of these numbers fitting into the May crop production numbers. But uh, at least it's something to, to start to look forward to here as we shift focus from old crop and, and thinking more now about the spring ahead. All right, and what can farmers be thinking about to take advantage of the market the way it is right now if we're looking at uh, you know, a high amount of carryover and, and you know, maybe they've still got some grain they haven't marketed from last year or they're looking at you know, shoring up their marketing plans for this year or some things they should think about? Yeah, a big question would be what to do right away with all of these basis contracts still coming up due by the end of the month. And there's no easy answer whether to price those or roll them forward, but the general idea is that we could feel somewhat comfortable recommending some re-ownership type exposure, thinking that we get out of this month of February and on into the spring, and we could have that normal seasonal upside that would bring us into potentially higher prices into that May-June time frame, allow us to wrap up old crop sales and eventually get a more aggressive start on hedging the new crop. So we're thinking, as rough as it's been here, uh, that we have some warrant for, for patience ahead. 
All right, so moving over to the livestock side of things. We know Friday we saw triple-digit gains in cattle. Uh, of course, we've got the cattle on feed report coming up, and also hogs had a positive territory. So what are we thinking heading into this holiday-shortened week with livestock? It has been a bullish swing here for livestock, that's cattle and hogs, in part for what the speculators have contributed to this move. It's been four straight weeks with the managed money crowd having uh, been a net buyer of, of hogs, of live cattle and feeder cattle altogether. And so that pushes the market higher in a way uh, that also still fits with bullish fundamentals, the reasoning for it, tight uh, fed cattle numbers still out there, some optimism about weather and what's ahead this spring, potentially down the road, uh, rebuilding this herd into a, a more profitable outlook, at least for now. And you see the recovery as it has been uh, down from the December lows up to where we're at now. Uh, you know, nearby live cattle futures up some 22 bucks from that low and now uh, just short of $12 from the all-time highs marked uh, out last September. So it's been a quite the recovery. We'll see if it starts to uh, you know, get any pushback on the technical side. And then mentioned hogs with a strong close here last week. We've got good pork values here maintaining uh, strength for this market overall, uh, up some 10% from a year ago the pork cutout is. And so there's some optimism out there that demand's pretty strong all around for these meats. All right. And, of course, how does that look on the export marketplace? I know we're talking about domestic, but how, how how's it look for, you know, other countries wanting our products? Well, hogs are coming off a, a near-record year again uh, for pork exports, and that's something that, uh, as far as the USDA is concerned, they're projecting that to continue up another 6 or 7% here in the year ahead for pork exports. So we got really good demand, and it does help to avoid uh, stocks from building up domestically. And so when you have strong demand here at home and uh, strong or, or almost record strong export demand for pork, uh, that's a, a bullish sign. All right, so folks want to pick the brains of the uh, of the team over there at Comstock Investments, get some ideas of where they should be looking at for their marketing plan this year and, and, and look at what they could be doing with, with the options they have available. How do they get in touch with you? Sure. Our website at Comstock.com has got access to our Comstock report and then, of course, all of our contact info. All right. Well, Joey, thank you so much for taking the time to visit with us today. Yeah, we'll talk with you guys next week. That again was Joe Camp of Comstock Investments. Let's go ahead and run down those market numbers here for you at the open. March corn is up four and a quarter right now at 420 and three quarters. Soybeans up 12 and three quarters at 11.85 even. Soy meal up $4.80 at 35040. Soy oil up 30 cents at 45.89. Chicago wheat up seven and three quarters at 568 and a quarter. Kansas wheat up seven and three quarters at 575. Minneapolis spring wheat rebounding from the overnight session up a nickel now at 659 and three quarters. Oats down two and a half at 380 and three quarters. On the Merck, April live cattle down two cents at 187.50. Fifty-two feeders down a nickel at two fifty ninety-seven. Lean hogs up a buck forty-five at eighty-six sixty-seven. Thanks again to Joe Camp of Comstock Investments for joining us here on the Opening Market Podcast on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network, where Iowa Ag matters. Mm-hmm.